0: hello and welcome everybody to episode 14 of late arrivals we got chris we got connor this week uh Lewis as we have mentioned is working the next 2 weeks so he will be out indefinitely with a upper body injury for the, the next few episodes but uh we wanted to start off and kind of pick up where we left off last week uh talk about the Iron Maiden show we got to see and the religious experience we got to have yeah buddy i mean personally i i told you guys it was a top 3 concert for me um like I think ever it's, of all time? Yes, okay. um I'd say oh, yeah. it's probably jockeying for number one.
1: Really, it, it's
0: hard to say. It's hard to it's hard to choose between that and the Metallica at the Rose Bowl because that. Oh, Are be, be
1: so happy to hear? Let's go.
0: <laughs> oh boy! Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> it was the. It was just the whole experience of all of us on the floor and having fun
1: yeah i mean it was a great show man i mean i was i mean i know i was talking to you guys about it leading up to it but i was just so excited to watch you guys experience your first maiden show i mean i mean because those for me those were like number four and fives like i've i've done that before i've seen it you know but i get like this innate joy out of like you know those like that a trend on youtube that's like reaction videos like oh i react to metallica for the first time i react to master public for the first time like i know in my head that a lot of those are like faked and like i know that they really don't care that much about it when they're reacting but i don't know i enjoy it like i like i get this innate joy out of watching people experience what i love for the first time and also love it so i i enjoyed it for that reason i also enjoyed it for the reason that i got to see my favorite band twice in 48 hours at the same venue
0: and then three times in horrible. the same week
1: <laughs> yeah and then yeah so I went to the I went to both shows at Honda Center on Wednesday and Thursday and then on Sunday I drove down to Chola Vista and I went to the Chola Vista show so I was able to see Iron Maiden three times in a week and that's pretty fucking awesome so I was and happy it was we last can't week forget was, that
0: yeah. we also celebrated Carly's birthday she's reminding us of that
1: that is true. We also celebrated <laughs> Carly's birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday, Charles!
0: Charles, I was in spirit, Charles. I mean, the rundown of the show. I mean, I, I kind of felt like it was a very chaotic evening leading up to getting to Honda Center <laughs> because I was coming from work and I left. Uh, I left like an hour. Or I left like thirty minutes early. I, I rushed down. I parked. Outside of the Chili's, so past Lazy Dog, which was an even farther walk than I really wanted to do. He parked um, at Chili's. Yeah, Fuck. that's why I had to move the car when we when we all went to Lazy no, Dog fair. after. Yeah. yeah, where the hell is Chili's? Where where our poor sweet angel Anchor Bar was, like that oh. kind of area of the parking oh, lot. Oh Okay,
1: Damn. Chili's is where you feel God. <laughs>
0: So I walked all the way over there. I walked next to some guy that clearly had been pre-gaming somewhere. Um, he was telling me how he hated that he had to walk more because he works at Dodger stadium and they make him walk up a hill. And I kind of was trying to walk fast enough to like get inside before like trivium was done with their set. So I kind of was power walking, but he was power walking alongside me. Mm. But you know, we got in, um, I was happy I got to see Trivium because I've always wanted to see them. And I had heard very mixed things about about them. And they weren't as bad as I was expecting. So I was definitely happy with that.
1: But I told you guys. We got got what? Like the entire last half of Trivium set? I'm trying to remember like when we actually walked down. We got like four four, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Three or four songs Uh, at most. But I teased that I had a bit of a story to tell you guys that I didn't mention. Okay. When we were in person.
1: And remember, I for those listening at home, I'm I was with Jake the whole night at the show. So like he's telling me a story that apparently he said I do know the story, <laughs> but something I'm not picking up on. So I'm also hearing <laughs> this story for the first time with you.
0: So do you remember how right before they went on? They played Doctor Doctor before but... Maiden comes on. Yeah, yes. they played
1: Yeah, okay, Dr. Doctor Doctor. Yeah. So,
0: you remember the small little gentleman that walked in front of us with his girlfriend, right? The, the guy, guy that had...
1: ended up just kept getting rocked in the pit all night? Yes. Like, yeah, yes, uh-huh. Yeah.
0: So, they walked in front or uh, you know, they kind of mushed their way in in front yeah. of us into the Gosh. crowd. He went, you know, in front of Tyler to try and start the pits like he did um but the girlfriend stood in front of me she stood between me and heather okay and i don't know if it was because the two of them were drunk but she kept like kind of moving and her hand kept fucking grazing up against mine and it felt like she was trying to grab my hand Hmm. okay and i didn't want to (laughs) say anything because the last thing we needed to do was have Heather turn around. Heather get
1: Heather mad at an Iron Maiden show.
0: And have her fucking cold cock this poor girl. Yeah. But I kept moving away (laughs) and I and she kept like she kept like swaying back and forth. And I understand that she probably was drunk because both of them looked pretty fucked up walking into the pit.
1: He was really sweaty too. Like I bumped into him a couple times in the pit, and like he was a very wet guy, Hot. like just a very, a very, uh, um, what's the word? A very damp gentleman. So he was, nice.
0: he was very, very moist. Those are my favorite gentlemen.
1: <laughs> so, so I I
0: see Heather freaking out in the chat. I'm, I'm almost done with the story. It's not the Heather, best part. Heather, nothing
1: happened. Like, don't, like, <laughs> stop. I, like, Heather, I'm not even reading the chat, and I already know what you're doing. Like, stop. <laughs> Give Jake a break. He's just
0: so telling a story. So they, they start playing, and the Mighty Manlet starts running around just getting trucked in the pit. Mighty Manlet. <laughs> and I was getting annoyed because, like, I wanted to, my whole thing was i wanted to experience it and like really soak it in and i got to because he disappeared you know after the like the senjutsu stuff but she was still standing there and this is like right around the time when like people were starting to bump into you and tyler and you're you know pushing people off yeah and she was standing right on the edge and i had oh, the she I, was that's
1: right Yeah, i had
0: the little devil on my shoulder and the super devil on the other shoulder <laughs> and i'm just sitting there and i'm getting like i said i'm getting irritated because i'm like she's bumping into me people are getting pushed into you guys so you guys are hitting me and i'm like what the fuck like of um, course i get stuck on pit duty because i'm the big guy next to tyler <laughs> and i'm just like i really want to enjoy this i really want to see it and then like it kind of like clicks in my head and I'm just like, I should just push her in. (laughs) And I was sitting there and I was like, you know, I I was was right
1: next to Tyler. How did I not see this?
0: I (laughs) was just thinking to myself, I was like, if I do this, I am a fucking asshole, but I was just getting so annoyed because like, like I said, she kept just like doing this like back and forth, but like her hands kept touching mine. And i was like what the fuck like go away <laughs> so the you know the 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 wires were clicking and i was like oh, i could i could totally just fucking shove her in and she'd get trampled by all the people but i was like you know what that's the last thing we need to do is like push her in and then have you know him get tossed around and see her get trampled or whatever really didn't need to start <laughs> any bullshit for us you know
1: yeah
0: but hey, we had a good time.
1: Oh my god, that is so <laughs> funny. I totally should have done it. That would have been hilarious.
0: Yeah, but you know, the, the conscious, like my conscious popped in was like, nah, don't do not do that. Like, she clearly was just drunk. Yeah,
1: like she's probably just sitting there just, just just like drunkenly swaying and shit. She probably doesn't even know what she's doing. I mean, no,
0: no. and And like, the funny thing is, like, both of them disappeared. And like, halfway through the show, she somehow was on the other side of the pit
1: so at yeah, some I was gonna point say he he didn't disappear he was like mixed in at least i kept seeing him he was just in the pit i mean i just kept shoving him to the other side because he was you know five foot three <laughs> I'm, carly, not, I'm not i'm not reading the chat what's going on carly <laughs>
0: asked if she's the one that kept farting guess <laughs> gassing her and heather out
1: maybe it could have been i don't know
0: there there was some there was some stinky people amongst the crowd i I just keep picturing you pushing her into the pit it came close i I really did
1: what was your what was your favorite moment of the show
0: i i have to commend tyler for picking up the dude and crowd surfing the guy in the wheelchair Mm. i mean tyler the whole show was the fucking man You know, I felt like he was protecting me and Heather at the same time just because of how Mm -hmm. big he was and getting in front of people. But the fact that, like, I kind of just nudged him and, like, turned around and did the little, like, head point when the guy rolled up. But the fact that he was able to, like, get that guy to the front, pick him up, and throw Bruce Dickinson off. Like, if you remember, he didn't start singing Ace's High for a good, like, yeah he did the first word and then
1: he was like (laughs) and then he jumped into it yeah
0: (laughs) oh boy oh there he is but i mean like between that and i think like the latter half of the set definitely was my favorite yeah for sure because i think after fear of the dark and like sign of the cross like that's when things just really started like taking off
1: yeah like the whole show was great they go right in a flight of Icarus and then they do hallowed be thy name and then they do number the beast and all that. And then, you know, they start playing all the, all the crowd favorites. So yeah. And it's, and it's super cool. Just how they like, you know, they change the backdrop for every single song and stuff like that. And there's just a different theme and it's an entire production. Yeah. And I think that's, I,
0: that's definitely what I expected with iron maiden, but it's like to actually see it in practice and especially with how old those guys are, like yeah, they're, they're, they're up. They're up there in age, and, you know, when bands get to... It.
1: They don't look like it. Bruce is running around and sprinting around. I mean, shit, the drummer <laughs> is 70. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. It's wild.
0: Well, before we uh, we sit and just talk about Iron Maiden the whole show, we actually have <laughs> a bunch of Duck stuff to talk about, which is incredible because where we're at the last couple weeks with... A lot of this, we didn't have this much news. I feel like we should get the bad out of the way first and talk about the unfortunate events of last night and the yeah. preseason game oh. against the Coyotes. Yeah, because it has caused quite the tizzy on the Twitters. <laughs> Just a
1: little. Yeah, it was certainly uh, certainly gave Ducks Twitter something to, something to talk about last night for sure. I mean if, i mean you know <laughs> i feel like everybody who's listening already knows what happened yeah so it's like i don't feel like we need to like be like oh yannick or jannick did this and then blah, blah 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 so you've probably all seen the clip of Zegers getting hit if you haven't it's pretty easy to find on twitter but yeah yeah there was a lot of controversy in terms of you know whether people thought it was dirty, whether people thought it was headhunting, whether people thought it was a clean hit, whether people thought it was a legal hit versus an illegal hit. Um, Yeah. I'm sure everybody that's listening is on Twitter for the most part. So they probably all saw that whole shit show discourse last night. My stance on it. And from what I understand, I think all, all three of us are pretty much on the same page about it. So correct me if I'm wrong, but if, if you have something else, please feel free to correct me or jump in. No. It, I don't like the hit. I don't like it in a preseason game. Mm-hmm. I thought it was unnecessary. I don't feel like that there's a need to, you know, go after guys like that in such a preseason game. I, I, I somewhat understand the notion of, well, guys are trying to make an impact. They need to do, you know, these fringe guys, you know, they get such limited opportunities. So they're trying to get, you know, they're trying to get noticed, which I get, I understand. I'm not saying you can't hit it in a preseason game the nature of it was a little much at the same time though like holy shit duck's twitter last night needed to take a fucking breath it was not this it wasn't this egregious headhunting attempt at murder yeah that it seemed like so many people were trying to make the hit out to be yeah okay his elbow comes up a little bit but he didn't he 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 was not like he wasn't maintaining his stride the whole time. He didn't leave his feet. You know,
2: that was my and main thing. Seeing it the first time, like seeing yeah. it happen in regular speed. Like I didn't know it, it, it looked bad at first. It's a
1: it's it's just an it's an awkward looking hit. The way yeah. I think yeah. the way Z was like kind of sort of turning to try to get out of the way. And then mm-hmm. just the, the way they collided, it just looks weird because Zegris just kind of gets like stood up and then falls. Yeah. But like, and then I know because he bumps into him, you know, it maybe kind of looks like his elbow comes up a little bit. But I mean, guys, like, it wasn't that this horrible, like, I swear to God, some people were acting like he got bertuzzi Like, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't this, like, yes, it sucks when a star player is involved. And it sucks when a star player has to leave a game and potentially be out for a undetermined amount of time yeah. when, when hits happen. And I, and when I say this next thing, I don't want to come across – like, I know it can sort of sound like, oh, boomery, like, oh, like, keep your head up, Flippy <laughs> Puck Boy. You know, like, like that's, not, that's not what I'm trying to come across as, but it's like, guys, boy. this is hockey. It's a contact sport. Like, there's checks. There's hitting. Like, sometimes unfortunate plays happen and, you know, mistimed hits or whatever. That's another thing. I think it was a little bit of a mistimed hit. I don't think I mentioned that when I was talking about my – initial thoughts on the hit i just thought it was missed time. i thought it was you know but that's besides the point yeah. there's just going to be times where unfortunate things like that happen and yep. yes when a star player is involved i think everyone's reactions are going to be immediately mm-hmm. heightened because you know nobody ever wants to lose a star player you know i'm not happy that we potentially lost a year or maybe a little bit i mean i know we still do i know probably hopefully maybe by the time this drops tomorrow, we will have the full answer because I know they said today he was going back for evaluation or whatever. Um, Which I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. (laughs) Yeah. Aiken's answer today was kind of a yes and no. It was kind of like a, you know, but I I mean, they said he was at the facility today, which is a good sign. Um, But yeah, man. I mean, I just thought people were, were. Totally. Like. (laughs) I don't want to say it this way, but I feel like I have to right now because I can't come up with a better phrase. But people were just completely out of their minds trying to argue against this hit last night. Yeah. It's like you can, you can whether there was a little bit of contact with this head, I I I still fully don't think we can tell just because the footage is so grainy and there's no yeah. and stuff like that. Whether your argument is, well, okay, you need to make all and any head contact, whether it was incidental or not punishable whether that's by a penalty whether that's by a fine whether that's by a suspension like and if you you can argue against that and your argument can be or no i'm sorry you can argue for that and your argument can be well it'll discourage guys from doing that i partly agree but then part of me doesn't because just freak shit like that just happens Mm -hmm. yeah where like guys see a guy coming last minute and they try and they immediately like duck down or try to change your body angle and then like guys it's a it it, it's a lightning fast fast twitch sport
0: and it's human nature to want to get out of the way and so guys are trying to
1: duck hits and stuff yes i'm not saying like i'm not over here like oh clean hit like good hard hockey hit yeah i love that (laughs) like no i still don't like the hit but i thought people were making it seem way 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 worse than it really was
0: yeah I mean credit to Zenik. He he lined him up and Z had his head up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not one of these situations where he's puck watching the puck's in his feet and he just yeah, gets he clobbered. Definitely, yeah, he definitely he saw, saw him coming.
1: coming. It's just there's yeah, and it's not like he hit him into the it's not like he you know boarded him and he went head first into yeah, the boards. And it Wasn't like, needed you know, knee to knee like, or like, anything. It was yeah, just like, like I don't I don't think like people were arguing that there was intent to injure last night. I was seeing ducks fans argue that last night. And it's just oh, like God. no, like. There were like, and, uh, like, I'm not going to name names, but I feel like there were some folks who were arguing that there was intent to injure. And I feel like that that was kind of giving Ducks fans a bad rep last night. Like we're in, we're in Elliot Friedman's mentions and we're arguing for shit like that. It's like, no, yeah. like, no, like you need to have, yes, I understand that it's Trevor's egress and it's our star player and it's our little baby future boy. He's our, our baby. Child. He's our baby child our golden child. I get that. Of course. I'm not happy that he's, that he's potentially going to miss some time
2: yeah
1: but it's like you can't let that cloud what is actually in front of you like i i don't mean to put it this way i'm not trying to say that like these two guys are like not important to the team or whatever but i can guarantee you if that was like sam carrick <laughs> or Derek grant or you know somebody that Anybody. got called on the goals the, yeah. the the reaction would not be that large yeah you
2: know, and I had to watch it. I've probably watched it at least fifteen times just to like, cause it's hard to tell where the contact is. Cause like you said, the 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 footage of it is so grainy.
0: I mean it is it's terrible chris and had like, to watch the snyder cut to fucking
2: yeah get, get the best all view all of it the, all Jesus the different Christ. screenshots of it deleted like, scenes and you know, people are, <laughs> uh, people are picture, like deep frying it and it's like what the fuck this is the, like... the picture that ryan uh shared with me was it looked the best you could tell it wasn't
1: a headshot um yeah. It it was absolutely not a headshot whatsoever. No,
2: it wasn't. It just, that's why when, after I watched it for a while, I thought maybe it was more so of a shoulder injury than anything in the head.
1: Yeah. Shoulder or collarbone um, or something. Just the I way mean, he I went mean, down. Yeah, yeah. It
2: almost looked like he was holding that arm, but then I didn't see the rest of it. So I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. But I and yeah. don't even get me started on the
0: whole oh this wouldn't have happened if we had a certain player yeah, on our yeah, team. No. let yeah, yeah, we you're... don't need to retread that. I think <laughs> yeah. we've had
1: four episodes where we've had the same conversation. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going I will to, just say I will, going to I will just say uh, I will just say one line about it. If you're of the mentality that that does not happen last night if <laughs> Nick Delorier is still a duck. <sighs> stop. Because he still got hit by Cedric Paquette last mm-hmm. year, Nick Delorier was a duck. PK Subban still slew footed him last year. Nick Delorie was a duck. Like, no, Nick Delorie is not just gonna, he doesn't just magically teleport between Jenick and Zegres and yeah. is like, no, that's not and like you no. know, even if and he like, was and on who the same line, if, and who cares if he's in the lineup and then goes and beats up Jenick afterwards? It already happened, he's already it hurt. did. yeah. Like, what, and like, what what are you talking like?
0: The, like we the, saw like the spongebob thing up. with the uh, city yeah. on fire we yeah. saved the city we did it patrick
1: <laughs> we saved the city yeah, yeah but it's just like i mean we, you can have other guys on the lineup that can do that like i know henrik's not a fighter but he stepped up last night immediately immediately went after jenny yeah. and dropped the gloves
2: yeah that's another thing they're like oh if, if delorio was there no yeah. you know he would have he would have stuck up for Zegers. well someone yeah. already did
1: yeah like, like and i've said it and i've said it on pods before I enjoy fighting. I like it. I still like it as a part of the game. But yeah. I'm also of the mentality that it should not and never be a deciding any sort of big or small deciding factor in any sort of lineup choices or any reason you're going to be you're going to bring a player on because he might have to fight somebody if something bad happens. Yeah, like you can have guys that still contribute. Like Sam Carrick is a guy that can fight and can be a guy to step up into that role if something. Like last night, it does happen. But the thing with Sam Carrick is he can also contribute in the bottom six. Nick Delorier was not contributing in the bottom six. Yeah, on either side of the puck, on in in either of the two hundred and any of the two hundred feet of the ice. All right, like,
2: Jake, let's move on before I start turning red. Like, Bob yeah, I'm Murray sorry. Over yeah, I know, I know
1: we said we weren't going to talk. We can we can move <laughs> no, on. You it's, guys, it's okay. I all mean, y- all you all you but, motherfuckers know what we think. I'm just sorry. sweating over here. I know. You're wearing a jersey, first of all. I am.
0: I am. It's like 100 hundred hundred degrees outside. Oh Jesus Christ chris I'm fine. We're we're a, got a
1: fan a, on. I'm so. tank top. I'm heated. It's
0: all good. <laughs> well, some of the other things we had this week, uh it's been so long in between episodes, but Rocco Grimaldi was signed to a PTO and has essentially solidified himself as yes. a member of the team cuz sign him.
1: Uh, yeah, know? well, I I I would say yes, but you know, I feel like with the these guys on PTOs, you know, they really they kind of have to do a lot you know Mm -hmm. whether we like it or not yes they're participating in games yes they're participating in camp but they're still not signed they're still technically not a member of the team yeah you know so it's got to be like do the ducks really think it's worth it when they have all these other you know all these other potential assets that can slot into the top six now you know we don't know anything about Zegers yet but let's say he or mctavish yeah or mctavish what why i know he can said that that's not going to be long term and he was like skating yeah, today and he was participating in practice. I don't. I think he's fine. But let's say Zieris is out for. Let's just say something happens and Zieris misses a couple weeks. You know, Sam Carrick's out for at least a month or two now. You know, we're not really too sure how if Verbeek has talked to Ekins about using Derek Grant, or so we're not too sure how he's going to be deployed. But mm. what I'm trying to get at is that fourth and a little bit of the third line, I'd say, are still a little wide open. Um yeah. So. It's going to be like, you know, do you want a Pavel Regenda to go in there? Do you want a Blake McLaughlin to try to maybe slide into that 4C role? Are you just going to move Derek Grant back to the center now that we don't have a Sam Carrick? You know, it's just kind of, um, you know, Max Jones seems to be fine, so he's probably going to slot in there. Yeah. You know, so it's – I I wouldn't hate Grimaldi being brought on, but I just – I think that it's going to need him, like, blowing people away in the next couple – yeah. In the next couple of preseason games that he participates in to actually get a contract. So like, I know I tweeted, like, I know I tweeted out the other day that, oh, we could potentially see maybe a fourth line of, you know, like a, a Regenda Grant and Grimaldi kind of thing. But I mean, that was just that wasn't me like predicting anything. I was just like, oh, you know, maybe this could happen. So, yeah, yeah. the fourth line and a little like I said, a little tiny bit of the third line, you know. It's all wide open. I think it's going to be really fun to see who is slotting in where.
0: Well, it's definitely nice to see he has some chemistry with Lundstrom. I mean, as many points as the two of them had in a game together, you mm-hmm. definitely look for things like that to be happening with a guy on yeah. a PTO. So it's definitely a worth it to me. Seems a worthwhile gamble to maybe bring him on, have him you know kind of stashed away, or you know maybe he he is a bottom six guy all year, but. You know, going into that, we also had our first couple of rounds of cuts. Most of the guys we expected to to go back to their junior clubs for the year. You know,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, I think out of all of them, Zellweger was probably the biggest surprise. Yeah. Considering how he's been playing, but, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it was Zellweger. I mean, yeah, on face value, you know, you probably wanted to see him get nine games. And I know a lot of people in the last couple of days were tweeting like, oh man, like. Like I don't see how he's not at least going to get nine games or something. Only you know, as always and as it is following sports, very often you get proved wrong very quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I found I found it funny how people were, um, myself included, last night were gushing over over Zellweger's performance last night and you know making no. a case for him making the team, only for not even 24 hours later him to get sent back to junior. But well, I mean, look, we all know we all know Pat Verbeek comes from the Steve Eisenman school of thinking. They like to let guys marinate a lot longer. Um, you know, you know, they definitely don't want to rush guys. And especially with defensemen, you know, you don't want to rush him too bad. I I don't think giving him nine games and then sending him back no matter what would be rushing. You know, I still think they could have maybe fit that in. But um, we were kind of talking about it in the Crash the Pond Discord today. And like, you know, if, if Verbeek had a plan and he had communicated to Olin that this was going to happen no matter what, like, hey, we're going to get you a couple games in camp, you know, see how you do, but you're going back no matter what and he just kind of followed through then that's fine that shows he had a plan and shows that he communicated it to him and everybody was on the same page so it's not terribly shocking i still i'm not saying i would have done it i would have definitely given him nine, nine games i think but it's not like it's not this oh my god what are we doing kind of move you know
2: yeah yeah, yeah. and, uh, and hey and like... hey
1: who knows he could he could i mean shit dude things he's gonna do in junior this year he might yeah. he might he might he might go put up 100 points as a defenseman like oh it's easily gonna be- it's gonna be fucking nuts. And then hey, who knows? If things are aligning and we're able to sneak in as a wild card team, let's say Everett season ends, maybe he's able to pull a K on the car and he makes his debut in the playoffs. Yeah, that'd be cool. cool. So yeah, I mean now we're in not, the playoffs, guys. Yeah. We could <laughs> still we could still maybe well, like I said, if everything goes right, you know, we could still yeah. maybe see Zelweger in a ducks uniform this year, but you know, yeah, um, i said, he'll, he'll be the of, a whole bunch he'll of probably be that the, happen, have to happen before that. You know, you know,
2: he'll he'll get the cup passed to him first, probably too. Yeah, you know, yeah, first this year. I'll be at the parade. <laughs> um, I was gonna I was gonna say that uh Jessica, only Chris thing. is gonna be
1: at the parade, not me or Drake.
2: Only me only me. <laughs> um I was gonna say it's probably a good thing. I've been I've been slacking uh with the hockey focus uh <laughs> article. Have not gotten that out. I was gonna do like the whole uh you know, I'm going to predict the what the lineup's going to look like opening night, you know, like the roster. And uh, maybe it's a good thing that I've been kind of slacking because I was going to have Zellweger <laughs> in there somewhere. So, but I need to get to that. Um, <laughs> hopefully, I can have it out by Saturday. So,
0: you got to get on deck, Chris.
2: Yeah, you know. Well, trans- transitioning
0: into one of our last little things we wanted to touch on was uh, I found the comments by John Klingberg and about John Klingberg uh during verbeek's media availability a little interesting just because he kind of threw some shade at the stars and it didn't seem like there was uh a lot there relationship wise with them still with all the all this stuff last year about him potentially being traded wanting now you know but it's interesting to say to see that he seems to have a little more, not so much creative freedom, but he's going to have a little more freedom out in the ice to kind of do what he does best. And it seems like he's going to take that opportunity as best he can to, to really kind of show what he's got, which I, I love hearing that out of a guy. Um, yeah. Part of me thinks that he's saying that as a, you know, obviously – he believes in this team if he signed here. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think it also helps him out down the line of if we are out of a spot and he does get moved, teams can look back and be like, okay, so, you know, we know what he wants to do and what he's going to want to play like when he gets here. So Mm -hmm. we got to be, you know, we can't hold him back and be like, Hey, John, you know, we know that you're having fun, Leading the rush up the ice, but we kind of need you to play defense again. Like, yeah. It it it's cool seeing that. I mean, it also helps that he's not throwing shade at our team, but like, yeah, it it's nice seeing that a player's coming to a place like us and being like, Hey, I I have that freedom now to where I can play like I want to play. Yeah. He has plenty of time to throw shade at us at the trade deadline. (laughs) (laughs) Um and I mean, also kind of on the Klingberg front, it was interesting to see him leave mid game because I thought he was hurt on top of Zegers being hurt. But yeah, like he all got that to... shit
1: going on, all that shit going on yesterday. And then I'm like, oh, uh, Klingberg <laughs> is not coming back either. You're just like, are you fucking kidding me? But then he was just having a baby. So,
0: yeah. And fine. he got there in time to see his baby. So, like 20 minutes. I guess, there. I,
1: I guess we'll let it slide, John. I guess. <laughs> I, guess. I guess. Congrats
0: on, we'll on the go. sex. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. The nine uh, months <laughs> no sex. <laughs> um. Next up, I, I kind of had. I mean, this was just a general topic, but I did like. Uh, you know, I touched on it briefly there. Um, Verbeek's media availability uh, after the practices and the beginnings of training camp last week. Uh, he had pretty much said that you know, with with Getzy being the captain for eleven years, they don't have any plans of naming a captain anytime soon, but. In the same vein, you know, a lot of the free agents that they brought in this offseason were meant to be guys that were going to have good reputations as leaders. Um, so it kind of feels like it's going to be a liter- leadership by committee kind of thing in the locker room, which always has seemed to be the case with the Ducks. You know, we've always had quality guys as alternates or, you know, standing alongside Getsy. Yeah. But it's yeah, you know, it's going to be a weird transition for sure kind of having to see guys step up but I also feel like it's one of the big things that Verbeek wants to see is he wants to see his players step up on the ice and take strides you know, he mentioned he mentioned you want Segrist and Drysdale to take those strides and kind of ascend to a different level this year mm-hmm. but kind of laying it on the table saying I want this team to prove who the leaders are in the room um yeah you know, it just yeah. kind of shows that the focus has shifted it's not there's not going to be a status quo of, you know, oh we're just going to keep trucking along until we get there. He he wants these guys to kind of grab it by the reins and really take hold of things. And for a team like us that's in a transitionary period like this, um, I, mean, I don't think you can dislike that. No. Um, you definitely want no, your, your GM to be like, hey, it's up to the guys to figure this out because I can only do so much.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Right, yeah, and I th- i I think I want to let leaders emerge themselves was like i I think that was the exact quote that forbiek used, and yeah, mm-hmm. not, I mean, it just shows that you know, he's comfortable with where the with where the room's at and the leaders that he has. And, yeah, you know, I mean, I think we're all in agreement. there's no rush to name a captain whatsoever. um nope. you know, kind of kind of let guys sort that out, you know, see who's here next year and everything like that. So yeah, I mean, feel like it was pretty expected and I think even Troy Terry made comments towards the end of the last season he was like yeah he's like we may just kind of roll without a captain for the first year so he the, this was pretty expected already I think I'm not yeah. not shocked yeah. at all that they didn't name a captain so yeah I'd imagine we'll get one next year but um yeah I mean you know and I'm sure it'll just be the normal alternates you know the Fowler, Henrique, Silverberg and you know the main you think you think we jump on crew, the you know? jump on
2: the train next season of naming a captain who's like under 20
1: i wouldn't hate I it know. i mean yeah. hey the didn't the canadians just name nick suzuki captain or did i get trolled
2: no <laughs> no that, that happened
1: that did actually okay i was <laughs> like in the middle of a meeting and earlier today and i was scrolling through and i was like oh that's cool and then i kind of forgot about it and then yeah i remembered it like a little bit ago and i'm like <laughs> Did that actually happen? Like, did I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, it's becoming more of a common thing in the NHL. I'd say, you know, obviously, not every team's doing it, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. I certainly don't think it's like one hundred percent Fowler's or one hundred percent Henriques, no matter what. You know what I mean? so Yeah.
2: I used to. Yeah. I always thought it was Fowler's. Yeah. But. No. Over the past, exactly. like, I would say year, I would not be shocked if it ended up being like McTavish next season.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Just with how day, we, day, we as fans, we don't know what goes on in that room. Yeah. You know, so. Not
2: yet. Not yet. That's right. <laughs> we'll
1: get in there. Not yet. We'll get in there. <laughs> Fly on the wall. We're going to bug the locker room. Tyler, we're coming.
0: That, that's uh, not gosh. a threat. It's a joke. Just joking. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <I did that. laughs> i've always oh, within the last year i've kind of come around to the idea of troy terry as next next captain mm-hmm. um i feel I know, Fowler- I, know,
1: I know i know lou uh i know lou's a big fan of that idea so
0: <laughs> um i kind of feel like it's fowler's spot to lose but at the same time i think that we're also uh, we say it over and over again but where we're at as a team really kind of puts us in that spot of you really can't go wrong with what you do. Mm -hmm. You either name a young captain and you have a kid, you know, take over and really prove that it was the right decision, or you have a veteran that's, you know, pretty much given his all to this franchise holds a rec, you know, holds a record in the record books in franchise history. Um, And, you know, like, I, I don't think we can really complain. Like, it's not like, they're just throwing it on a random guy and saying hey have have fun buddy here you're, you're our next captain like <laughs> these processes take some time and that wound of losing a leader like ryan gets is still fresh and i don't think you know naming a captain right away is the band-aid fix or is the band-aid fix not the mm-hmm. the healing <laughs> to go with it but like i don't think so either you know it it just goes to show that Verbeek's not bluffing he's keeping he's keeping true to what he said of we're a team in transition and a lot can shake out in a year um you know his Give moves it to Derek Grant. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't know what he's going to do at the deadline because he's not looking that far he's, yeah. it almost seems like his outlook is very game to game because Mm -hmm. a lot can change game to game Um, because hockey is a very volatile sport and things can change like that Um, but I feel like taking that time to evaluate everything your roster your your coaching staff your how your day-to-day operations run um, it's very methodical and it's a nice change of pace because it's just it feels very it feels very like tightly run yeah i feel like years past it was just like oh let's go spend money on this guy and we'll be done at the deadline you know free agency you know the first day yeah um where this whole off season has been little things here and there and i you know we swung and missed on nita Ryder. you know we missed out on fiala to a division rival um and you start kind of, like, looking at that, like, ah, shit, like, what are we doing? And then slowly but surely, you know, we draft really well. We get great guys in free agency, like, some, some sneaky good guys on PTOs and, you know, some kids improving or, you know, proving that they were the right draft pick or, you know, yeah. what have you. And it just seems like there's, like, this franchise has done a complete 180 and it just makes, you know, the next – couple of weeks very exciting because yeah, yeah exactly i think the thing we have to realize is we have to go into the season with very low expectations because Verbeek's not expecting the sun and the moon out of us or out, out of the team yeah. yeah um
1: right yeah like it's another like it's just another you know
0: just like, just last, year. like last year last year yeah
1: it's kind of like last year you know if we if we're if if stars align and we're able to make a little bit of a push into one of the wild card spots and we make the playoffs cool Mm -hmm. if we don't cool like (laughs) it's fine like it's just another year of development the window is not open yet so even if we do sneak in like it's not even then it's not like that huge of well i guess it's a big i I guess it would be a big deal because it meant you know A lot of the kids are stepping up and, you know, taking steps forward and stuff like that. So that would be good, but But it's also not bad if we, they can also still do that and we don't make the playoffs, you know? Yeah. So like, it's, again, it's kind of the season of vibes. Like we're just, we're just kind of vibing and whatever happens, happens.
2: Yeah. All I ask is if they lose, at least look like they, they care. And they tried.
0: (laughs) Well, next up uh, we had the duck stream. Pretty much hit the ground running and has been putting out some killer content since it dropped. It's so I mean, awesome. The first, uh, the first episode of, uh, what was it? It's something mighty. Fuck, I should have pulled it up. Uh, but the the thing that they did with Korea and Solani. Um,
2: yeah. Uh, from Mighty till now or something. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes.
0: That was fucking hilarious. Because yeah. Because it was literally good. was. I mean, Kent and French at the start of it was like, I'm just going to let you two talk. I'm going to leave. Like, I'm going to leave the room. <laughs> um, you know, you had the story of talking about how, like, they'd go to dinner and um, Solani ate part of Paul Korea's steak yeah. and was, like, going around the table and taking pieces of steak from everybody's plate. <laughs> I mean it was just kind of one of those things where like it wasn't i wasn't you know rolling on on the floor laughing or anything but it was just like it took me aback and i had to stop i remember i was sitting on my computer listening to it while i was uh editing the like the titles on podbean and stuff yeah and i had to stop and like really pay attention cuz i was like what the like what the hell <laughs> um but it, it it's it's really cool like the vibe of everything like they've had everybody from you know, Tamu and Paul to um Kenny Albert was on it the other day. I'm pretty sure. Yep, Kenny um, Albert, uh, Elliot had, Friedman, Elliot Friedman, butchagross was on there too. Um, I mean, not only not only is that podcast been you know incredible, but it's just like the fact that you can you can really go any hour of the day and just have something there to listen to.
2: Yeah, um, they have like ten different shows or
0: something. They they even have a goals one and yeah yeah um yeah tyler kind of told us that this was a a huge venture for uh forum and it's good to see it paying off already because you know it just seems like they're going to be putting out
1: killer content all year
0: yeah and And i feel and i feel the the content
1: all the content has been like 100 percent well received by everybody so
2: so far yeah keep doing it it. seems pretty good
1: keep doing it duck stream shout out to you and that whole (laughs) team
2: follow them Ken, at duckstream
1: kent alexis all the people behind the scenes for sure shout yeah. out you guys i'm
2: excited I'm for excited the beak.
1: For this the that that should be really interesting especially as the
0: season goes on yeah. um because i feel like it's an opportunity for him to be very candid
1: and open about what's going on yeah and so real quick so that one that's one i haven't listened to yet so is that just pat Verbeek, just like doing a Pod doing like a solo podcast, or is he being interviewed every single time?
0: I think he's being interviewed, okay. or he's talking with Kent or Alexis. I think it's okay. Alexis.
1: Oh, that'd be interesting. Like, how many teams have like a weekly or a bi weekly like cadence with their GM? That, yeah, and we have one with them.
2: our coach too. Behind the yeah. bench is one uh-huh. of them.
1: And yeah,
2: it's cool. Like, there's just going to be a lot of like content that we've never had yeah. with this, team and they're easy before, listening so.
1: too. I mean, I don't think any, I mean, I know the team owns, I know that I almost said the Timu and Solani one. (laughs) I know that I know the Solani and Korea one was a little over an hour, but I think the other ones like the Eakins interview was only like 30 minutes. So it's easy listening, you know, something you can throw on while you're working out or something you can, you know, just listen to on a quick car ride. But yeah, I'm excited for it. And and the different content we hear, like imagine let's fast forward to like the trade deadline or something like that and a whole bunch of moves going down. And then Verbeek goes on the next day, and he's like, "Go!" Like, I don't know how much he'll actually be able to go in depth on the moves, but imagine him like being able to like actually elaborate on like what went down, maybe, in, like, yeah, a little bit of the decision process and stuff like that. Like, that's yeah, that's something that a lot of teams aren't aren't giving their fans right now. So mm-hmm. this is this is a huge huge step forward for the entire Ducks organization in terms of engagement and content. So I'm I'm a huge fan of this. This is going to be really fun.
2: Yeah, and um, if you go into it, like you can uh follow them anywhere, like on uh Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. But I'm on Apple Podcasts, and when you click on each one, it kind of tells you how often they're updated. And some of them are like weekly, some are monthly, some are biweekly. They have this one that's called the Players Lounge, and you get to hear from your favorite Ducks players. They're going to hang out and share some of their best stories with Kent French joining to stir the pot
1: oh well <laughs> so that's
2: kind of cool so that'll be fun i'm i and i i, I know they've already talked about the possibility of zegris getting his own show so
1: <laughs> just i mean so how, how could you the, how could you the not Trevor Zegers show.
0: yeah let's <laughs> have zegris doing a podcast like right
1: before a game yeah just <laughs> get to him like hey guys like you know his voice like, yeah. oh, what's up y'all <laughs> hey how we
2: doing <laughs> got warm-ups in 10 minutes <laughs> just hear Dallas. Really what's
1: going on <laughs> you know
0: dallas in the background going trevor shut the camera off
1: Trevor, we have morning straight <laughs> <Trevor, never laughs> i'm <is>. gonna take <laughs> you with
0: me on
2: my morning skate
1: they should let they should do one with dallas and trevor oh my like, god like together that would be i think that'd be fun. i think it'd just be trevor just like giving egan's a bunch of shit the whole time yeah <laughs>
0: or vice versa
1: yeah or yeah <laughs> or a a healthy serving of both yeah yeah Yeah,
0: make sure you're following them on twitter at Duckstream. it's a lot of fun already well lastly in ducks news uh a little minor one but another good step in the right direction uh ducks have added another person to their hockey ops department uh connor jung uh he is going to be a data scientist with the team um i don't know too much about him uh I started following him on Twitter last week when the news were or was announced. Mm-hmm. Um, he worked for EA previously as like a like ba- It seems kind of like a back end stats guy. Yeah. Um. So I'm assuming you know maybe he's kind of a piece with Solomon in the back of the you know front that's,
2: office. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah.
0: But you know it's cool seeing moves like this. It's just a a transition further into the future of analytics smart hockey boys fancy numbers and the graphs all the graphs gonna have to ask him if he believes that x dog is a legit stat or not but we will get back to you on that
1: expected
0: dog per
1: (laughs) (laughs) well
0: before we get into the rest of the news this week uh want to plug our socials like we do um, Yes, and go no.
1: follow me on Instagram <laughs>
0: <laughs> follow Connor because he'll be getting a new Iron Maiden tattoo soon and well, keep it's up really with all the Iron pictures Maid. well it's
1: not really an Iron Maiden tattoo they just happen to have a, a song about the theme that I'm getting like i already kind of like the theme anyway so it just they just so happen to have a song so yeah, it's going Fine. right it's going right here no <laughs> nice hot no, going right here. Oh, oh. Almost got a nipple
2: there.
0: Yeah, you're, you're gonna get us banned on Twitch. Stop. Sorry, oh my it. god, <laughs>
1: exclusive content. Subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't have an OnlyFans, don't get excited yet. He's winking, yeah, you guys oh, can't yeah, see it. He's yeah. winking, yeah. <laughs> he's got his hands behind just... his back.
0: <laughs> uh, well, you know follow all of our socials our link tree is in our twitter bio uh we have all of our links here on twitch as well yeah we'll at a late at late arrivals pod on pretty much everything um i had an idea for a tiktok that may come to life one day if tyler lets us but you know there's that's, no way that that's a pipe dream right now we we'll, no we'll way out.
1: let us or, 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 or maybe he'll do it just like out of pity. He'll be like, "All right, you guys get to do this." <laughs> Feels now. bad for us. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: follow could, the hockey you, focus and yeah. all the podcasts over there. Um, this has become the place to plug it because I forget at the beginning of the episodes. Yeah, but you know, follow our network. Bunch of bunch of great dudes over there. Family yeah, keeps help growing. Them. Let's
2: let's help. Let's help the hockey focus network get to like. Let's see, we're like two weeks out of the season, and we're at—I think they're at like 5,500 followers. Let's try to get them to like 7K by the start of the season. So 7K. go follow them. Right. Yeah, let's get them to seven.
1: <laughs> let's give them. Let's get them to seven thousand and one.
2: Seven thousand and one yep. and a half. And yeah, go follow them everywhere. They're on Instagram as well. It's all the Holy same app. Seven thousand
0: followers. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do the we got to do the Nasher plug, you know. Oh boy! Got to do the smash like and hit subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> well, to transition into news around the league, a uh, little minor thing: Sabers extended uh, Kevin Adams this week. Um, Sabers keep taking Ws. Yeah, first the goat heads, and it's
2: a good you know, extension.
0: I'm excited to see them a little bit better. I hope they're better than years prior because they're kind of building a fun team over there in Buffalo. They are, yeah. And uh, I finally – I officially got my plane ticket
2: to Buffalo, so it's it's happening. Hell yeah. Um, and I'm going to see them play the Red Wings in October and, oh. and the Blackhawks. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully they're fun. I just want to see some craziness. That'll be fun. Well, yeah.
0: Uh, next up we had, I, I wrote down in the notes I, how, how I do the outlines every week. I try and I've explained this to the guys, but I try and put things in terms that I know I can like project out and speak. Um, this one I'm, I'm kind of confused by, uh, but I put the wild Oceans 11 Caprisov back to Minnesota. Um, but the, pretty much what had happened, if you guys don't uh, quite remember the news, uh, there was kind of some controversy that uh, Kirill Kaprizov of the Minnesota Wild potentially could have been stuck in Russia, trying to come back home uh, before the start of the preseason. Oh, yes. um, the story was he had a fake military ID, and the Russian government was trying to keep him in Russia, and... Pretty much the article that uh, Michael Russo put out this week was just kind of detailing um, that journey to get Kirill back to America, which to me sounded like they kind of Ocean's Elevened him out. Um, a lot of sketchy stuff, man. Just Jesus Christ. The article has in quotes at one point saying that very important people helped get him out. Um So that kind of tells me maybe they smuggled him out, but you know, (laughs) we're not, uh, we're not going to start rumors about anything like that. Um, but it was, it was cool to see that, uh, like Dean Evason and Bill Guerin were like really concerned about Kaprizov safety getting back over, which you would hope out of a GM and a coach, but, um, you know, like Evason was saying that like they have a group chat as a team and everybody was like, Hey bud, like we're, we're excited to get you back home. Like, please be safe and when they saw him you know devison pretty much said that he was so happy to see him again you know bright and smiling you know happy to be back at the rink so cute
1: so cute
0: (laughs) but man i I can't imagine like being like not i mean it's one thing to be the person that's having the trouble getting out but i can't imagine being someone that like like Evan or Garen, that's not so much responsible for him, but like the end of the day, he you pay him money to do something for your franchise, mm-hmm. and not saying that they look at it as like he's a dollar sign or anything, um, you know, or a means to an end, but like I can't imagine being like, oh shit, like what if we can't get this guy back? Yeah, like that just seems like added stress that a gm doesn't need <laughs> or yeah, a coach exactly. needs uh-huh. but it's cool to see that they got they got him back we don't well i don't think we'll ever know the means of how but you know crazy shit going on in the world and we don't need to get into <laughs> the politics of that yeah we don't need to get in trouble god god knows that's messier than whether the fucking hit last night was clean or not
1: <laughs> you're glad you're glad dollar dollar bill carrill is back and we get to watch him. Yes. So, positive. he's a I love, wonderful. I love me, I love me some Kirill Kaprizov. So
0: Same. He's a wonderful hockey man. He's a wonderful person. <laughs> he may torture <laughs> us for years to come, but goddamn, he's fun. At, At least we are okay.
1: in the central. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy
0: crap, Lois. <laughs> uh, next up, I had added that uh, we had some some controversy with the jersey ads and stuff. Uh, Greg Washinsky wrote an article about kind of the headache that a lot of fans are dealing with because it was told to us that there weren't going to be ads on authentic jerseys and then both minnesota and columbus were selling them at their team store with the ads and Mm -hmm. talk about controversy that uh Riles up NHL fans <laughs> just like uh, bad hits to the head in CTE. But holy shit, fucking. It seems like every year that we get advertisements in some way, shape, or form on a uniform, just like everybody collectively just melts down. Yeah. Um, I understand the people that are purists and don't want them on jerseys. People are entitled to those opinions. Mhm. because at the end of the day you know some people care about bullshit that doesn't matter um and we can't change that yeah. i have i've learned that the more i'm on twitter um <laughs> but it's just kind of funny because one of the uh one of the heads of advertising with the nhl keith loctel um kind of called people out and just were essentially we're telling them to stop being babies about it yeah um because it's up to the just like the basis of what greg got out of keith was um hope and sieve yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but like the basis of it is like they're leaving it up to the teams like there are certain teams that aren't going to wear patches on the uniforms and Mm -hmm. i think they said at the very least they're going to have the helmet decals so it's yeah. going to kind of be like the bubble uh, season and the season after where they had the ads on the helmets only. But it's up to the discretion of the teams to put them on the jerseys in the team store if they feel they need to. Yeah. So Minnesota, and I want to say it's Columbus. I, I don't remember 100%. Uh, But, you know, pretty much, like, they, they're – They're leaving it up to the teams to decide if they want the ads or not. And Keith Wachtell pretty much had said, I I put the, the quote from the article. He said, it's a small patch. We know how important the front of the sweater is. There's no reason to change that. Anyone that's getting hysterical about that is listening to the wrong hype or they are on Twitter. We have no intention of doing anything like NASCAR or what they do in European sports. And I respect the hell out of Keith Wachtel for saying that because...
1: I the Twitter comment was funny.
0: Yeah. Um, it shows that he can kind of take it and they probably hear it from everybody. And I can only imagine it's annoying as shit. I'm sure. Having to hear not only people bitch about it, but then the teams go, well, do we have to do this? You know, or what are... What are the limitations? What are the extents of the rules that I can go with this? Exactly. Pretty yeah. much all you missed, Chris, was Keith Walk tells to get off of Twitter, you bozos. Yeah. Touch grass. Touch grass. Cope and seethe. Um, um.
2: Go ahead. No, nah, I was just gonna say. I mean, the I understand the hate for the Jersey ads. I'm not a. I'm not like a fan of them. I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, please slap a McDonald's logo right by the the, please put a del taco
1: logo on the sleeve of my ducks jersey (laughs) i want an
2: in and out burger on the back like i you know it's like i don't but i don't care at the same time like as long as like he said he's he's not expecting them to or they're not planning on being like european hockey jerseys or you know a nascar in nascar with all the ads on their on their cars and stuff i mean that's that's all that matters to I me mean, if it's one little one i mean i know people are like oh one can lead to more and blah 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 but it's as long as as long as you do have an option not to uh that you as long as you have an option that you don't have to get it with the ad on the jersey i don't see the big deal because like with the ads on the helmets i've already forgotten that they're even there yeah, yeah.
1: exactly well and like and what's our one this year oc navigator yeah yeah they like blend in with the color scheme anyway, so it's like, like you're not even, you're gonna be like, oh, cool new helmet logo, and then you're not gonna notice it again for the rest of the season. Like, yeah, you're gonna be fine.
0: It's just funny. It literally <laughs> he literally says cope and seethe just like without saying it.
1: He says ratio.
0: <laughs> ratio plus L. Plus you fell off. <laughs> speaking of falling off uh the stars might if uh things continue to go the way that they're going That's okay. uh, jason robertson still remains unsigned and what are they doing it kind of feels like we're we're getting to mitch marner william nylander territory with this yeah um yeah, this, will be interesting,
1: <laughs> man. this will be interesting
2: i don't understand this at all like how is this happening
1: I feel Prayed like that's going to kind of, uh, for his rights.
0: <laughs> it's going <laughs> to kind of, uh, throw our uh, central predictions, uh, one yeah. way or the other if he signs or not. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like if he doesn't sign though? with them, I feel like they? they're going to be bad. Are we sure about that? I mean, I see it one of two ways. They're either going to be, doesn't bad. move me, they're going to be bad with him or they're going to be bad without him. It just is a matter of what spot they're bad in. The, yeah, okay. I got gotcha. you. But with that being said, I can't hate on Jake Ottinger because he was really good last year. Oh, and his we don't name hate is on Jake. goalies. and yeah. Jake. Yeah, we, we don't hate on together. goalies here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is a goalie safe zone, most unless of you're time. on the Preds.
0: Yeah, I was gonna oh, say no. unless you're Pecorine, then yeah, unless you're on the Preds, then I'm. I don't. I don't see you. I don't know you. but it's it's confusing because you'd think that's a guy you want locked up but the stars are confusing they're one of the many confusing teams in the league
2: they're not on
0: they're not on the flyers level of confusing just (laughs) no not yet (laughs) they're still they're still trending that way yeah that's fine whatever so lastly um i i was kind of jockeying between doing like this and the Kaprizov thing back to back, but the Czech Republic is potentially going to bar the Russian players on the Predators and the Sharks. Yep. When the NHL goes to the Global Series in a couple weeks, right? It's like next Friday. F- yeah. Um, It's kind of a weird situation that like the political sides of the Kaprizov thing—I um, mm-hmm. feel we should tread lightly with. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs>
0: but yeah. it's weird to see a former player being the one to lead the charge and telling his country to not allow the Russians to play, and that it would be Dominic Hasek.
2: Yeah, the king himself has spoken.
1: The Dominator—he uh, stuck stuck his claim. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know we're not going to get into the politics of it, but yeah, it's just it's going to be. I'll just See what they do. Like, I'll and I, just say it's weird.
2: It's just weird because it's yeah. yeah. I'll just say it's weird.
1: <laughs> and I know, and I know Mike Greer even came out and said he's like, well, either we all go or none, none of us. Yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Maybe the maybe the Sharks back out. Maybe Czech Republic is like, okay, just for this one game, you can come. But <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, because
2: they're playing next Friday and Saturday, Sharks-Preds. I forgot where, though. Is it is it just the Czech Republic, or is it like in one – it's
0: one game in the Czech Republic, one in another?
1: Like, uh, area. I don't know. I don't, I'm uh, not I'll, too I'll sure about that.
0: Sure. I thought the two games they, they've they done in the past, like when they had the Senators up there that yeah. one year, and then when they had the Avs and the Lightning last year, right? Or was that the year – was that the bubble or before the bubble season? I can't keep track. Before the remember. bubble, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think they just play two games in the country. They just play at different arenas.
2: Okay, because um, because I know like, they
0: have exhibition
2: games next week too against um, I think the Sharks are playing Ice Baron Berlin, mm-hmm. and the Preds are playing SC Bern of the Swiss League. So I know they're, that's cool. They're, they'll at least be in like Switzerland and Germany too. So
0: yeah. Fun. I think the actual games between the two are in one country. I think the travel is just for the exhibitions. Gotcha. But if we're trying to remember before COVID, uh, that's that's kind of hard just because that feels like seven years ago. And it was only like three. I feel like I've died and I'm someone else. I don't have any memory
2: (laughs) (laughs) of anything before 2020.
0: Well, before we uh get into the tail end of the episode, we have to do our central division predictions. We think do that. I think course. that kind of got lost in the uh, kerfuffle of the week of injuries, just tons of sh- shit dropping, bunch of news. It, this was a very jam packed episode. Looking yeah. at the outline, um, was a little daunting. At first. It was. It was. Uh, but the central, I kind of feel like we don't even have to say number one because we know that's gonna be the defending champion Avalanche. Yeah. It's just a matter of where everybody else slots in.
2: We definitely forgot to ask Luda to give us his predictions. He said he was gonna do it
0: before before we uh, recorded. We'll get Lou's next week, uh, before the Pacific. We'll, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll just run through it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Off our hop. Lou. Just add in a little note and just be like, and lose picks. Where
2: I got to remind Lewis, um, but yeah, abs will definitely win it again. I don't see any team giving them any
0: problems. Do we want to do um, this individually or up for the sake of time? Do we want to we can just list them off? Why not just uh, put together?
1: Yeah,
0: I feel number two, it's a toss up between the blues and the wild.
1: I have the wild.
0: I also have Minnesota at two, yeah. I would put Minnesota at two, Blues at three.
1: Three is where I'm deciding. But, yeah, I think I'll go Blues three, Predators four.
2: Yeah, I think that's an easy top three, Avalanche, uh, Wild Blues. And then four, I would say it all depends on what the Stars do here.
1: I'll say the Stars and then the Jets. And then? And then the Blackhawks. Then the Coyotes. Coyotes. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think in. it's pretty obvious that Blackhawks and, and the Coyotes are That's gonna be a battle. Too, so that's, that's gonna, gonna, gonna be, a- be it, it's gonna be something. <laughs> that's gonna be
2: a battle of uh horrible, horrible hockey. Um but yeah, Abs Wild Blues. Lose. I might go stars. It just depends. I'm I don't know that fourth spot. It's either Dallas or Nashville.
0: I kind of give Nashville the edge. I feel like yeah. Niederreiter makes them a little bit better, which also makes me sick. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just don't feel Dallas is going to be very good. No, they still have they, the talent, but I just yeah, yeah. The goaltending
2: it. is whack. I don't yeah. see it. Um, but you
0: think they're gonna they're gonna finish ahead of the Jets or? I think they finish ahead of the Jets. Yeah. I feel like the Jets are kinda in that weird purgatory and all the it's, yeah drama going on with it's Wheeler the,
2: and the Jets are almost like the opposite of the stars. I mean the Jets have like some good talent and stuff, but I mean they have like solid goaltending where the stars just kinda aren't I mean Ottinger's good, but I don't know. I'll put Jets. I'll put Jets uh, sixth as well. And then my, (laughs) it's tough to say who's going to be worse between
0: the Coyotes and Blackhawks. To be honest, I honestly kind of feel like the Blackhawks (sighs) are going to be worse than the Coyotes, but Mm -hmm. they're kind of the two teams that are. You got to start hot and hope that if you do fizzle out, it's late enough in the season. Yeah. Um. But I definitely feel like of the two at least the coyotes have a little more to look forward to mm-hmm. um because even though both k's and Tane, k's kane and Tays, <laughs> oh my lord um i feel like even though the both of them haven't uh requested a trade by any means i feel like that could be a different story around the deadline yeah um i almost feel like of the two kane probably is the one that gets traded and then just doesn't sign again. But, I mean, that's more so an off-season kind of thing. Yeah. So, unless they're, you know, offloading one of the two of them at the deadline for, you know, bad contracts and picks, it's really a toss-up of who's who's duking it out in the dumpster together. <laughs>
2: I'll yeah. Um I know I know I read that the Coyotes are are looking to add a goalie um cuz there's not much here. Man. Uh I'll say Coyotes finish 8th. I'll give the Blackhawks 7th just because I want the Coyotes to have the best chance at the number 1 pick. So <laughs> I will put them at 8th and um it's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough watch this season. So hopefully Jenny will do okay. Hopefully they at least have some fun, and maybe maybe they happen to be high-scoring games, and they lose, but it's like six-five or you know. Cause, I mean, I know I know they're excited for Gunther and uh, Cooley and Geeky,
0: but I don't know how many of them actually make the team right out of the gate. They definitely need a uh, vibes over um, <laughs> over results kind of season. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'd agree. Just enjoy the college atmosphere. I think that'll make it easier. Yeah. I think being in a place like that's going to kind of take the vibe to another level just because it's going to be so fresh and new that like there's naturally going to be hype around them. Like Mm -hmm. we've talked about it a few times or as much as everybody wants to shit on the coyotes, like people are going to show up to the games because you're going to have those people are like, well, if, you know, if you're going to be stuck up and not go, I'm going to go. Yeah. (laughs) And those people are going to go have fun. And the people that want to be miserable are going to be miserable.
2: Yep. Let them be miserable.
0: Well, our, uh, kind of in the, the vein of the pre season, uh, our hockey three, six topic of the week kind of is along the lines of maybe an alternate route to go with the pre or the preseason and the like the training camp kind of things um he asks us this week would there be any benefit to the nhl following what the nba does and putting together a summer league where prospects and younger players can come together play in an off-season competition a bit before the season starts
2: i don't know i've been wanting it for the last couple years but now they're kind of dishing out these like three-on-three leagues during the summer because there's there's like two of them, and then they also have uh, the Beauty League, which is like where a most big of those deal. guys go yeah. to train and stuff, yeah. or you know, get back into shape. Yeah, most of them are like from you know if if players are from Minnesota, that that's where it's based. They're all in that league, so it would be cool, but I just don't know if there's enough interest. I guess like not even just from fans or anything, but maybe just from teams and players individually you know what i mean yeah um but like i said i wouldn't hate it i think it'd be kind of cool but I, i'm okay with the three on three leagues during the summer Th- uh that three ice was it was all right it's first year it was it was fine i i didn't watch as much as i wanted to just because i just i couldn't really get into it it seemed first.
0: very hard to get into yeah um, the only reason i kept seeing highlights of it's because there's this guy that He's like a Instagram. Oh yeah, I think I know who you're talking trick about. Guy. Mm-hmm. He does TikToks too. And I we talk about him at work all the time because he's the only guy I know that's ever bought a fucking Bauer sling, which is the <laughs> hockey stick with a hole in the blade. Yeah. <laughs> and it we were talking about it yesterday actually, because I was explaining this to another coworker. I was like when people buy those sticks or like when people are thinking about those sticks we tend to tell them not to because especially at the youth level and when you get into like the teenager kind of brackets of play like 12 to like 18 yeah kids are fucking ruthless (laughs) um working around that environment for the last you know like four years like kids do not give a fuck and they will tell you they will say the most heinous shit possible yeah and that stick just is a walking invitation to just have everyone roast the shit out of you <laughs> but so like i was telling them like you know if a kid buys it you're just gonna get made fun of yeah but like that guy is the only guy i know that
2: oh, it, and a little... it
0: good. Oh there we go (laughs) he's like the only guy that's actually like good enough to get away with using such a gimmicky fucking stick yeah and like i said the only reason i knew that three ice was still going on was because they were like kids were posting tiktoks of him playing Mm -hmm. and then you just go and read the comments and like really dude fucking bower sling like what are you using yeah and that was the extent of watching it. I feel like if there was a, there was like a dedicated league in the summer that was something different, I would watch it. But Mm -hmm. three ice kind of fell a little flat. And not to to say that, like, I mean, granted, that was a lot of kind of guys that either played before or never were NHLers or what have you. Um, so it's a little different to say that like that idea fell flat because of who was doing it. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you maybe did like a very lax kind of thing for rookies, guys, you know, just looking to get back in shape, it'd be interesting. Yeah, I just don't know if it would be entertaining.
2: Yeah, and I what I really liked about it is the tour based stuff, how they went city to city. I thought that was really cool, and I thought that would get more interest for me and stuff. But yeah, I think like how you were saying where it's a lot of players who either didn't make it or they played for a little bit and you know, they just couldn't stick it out in the NHL. Yeah. I think it'd be different if they could get some bigger names in there for sure. Like, but then at the same time, you don't know how, how far they can go because these guys have contracts with teams that are playing in the NHL right now. And you don't know they would have to get permission from their team. You know what I mean? Cause what if they get injured in this summer league?
0: Yeah, you don't want a guy to get lit up by yeah. a hit.
2: Yeah, you know. and they don't hit much in there since it's three on three. Like it's all pretty much like crazy open ice stuff. It's they do focus on skill a lot. I don't remember seeing a lot of big hits or anything. Um, but still, I mean, it, it could be anything. You could, it, you don't have to get hit to get injured. Um, it's blocking a puck or something. You know, I mean, I feel like it'd be hard to get bigger names in there, but it would be kind of cool if they were able to, even if it was even if it was for like a special, special weekend, yeah, like one, one weekend stop. Oh, we're going to have this guy join a team. Just one of them. And maybe something like that, where maybe every stop has like, you know, if they're in NHL cities, maybe they have like the star player from that team, maybe show up and play in the game. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that just to, just to kind of spice it up a little bit. Cause it was kind of like, they got a lot of hype once it was getting started. And then once it was on TV, it was just kind of like, okay, <laughs> yeah like i enjoyed yeah it was just there yeah i enjoyed the
0: hype more than the actual games i feel like guys would take it a little too seriously and then we kind of roll back into the conversation we had at the top of the episode where it's like why are we lighting (laughs) dudes up in preseason (laughs) i feel like inherently if you add nhlers to the mix to a thing like that you're just gonna get it all it takes is one guy to get fucking frustrated while he's, you know, just trying to get back into shape for the season. Yeah, exactly. And I'd hate to have, like, my star player go out there and get two-handed in the back of the leg because, you know, one of the other guys on the ice had, you know, a double Del Taco before he got on the the (laughs) ice and feeling like he's cramping up. like
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: I feel that. It's a... Hockey is kind of that weird sport, especially at the pro level, where I I think you have to have that in between that off season of just let the guys go and do what they want, let them go on their trips, let them go golf. Yeah, come back where
1: you can just like hammer them year after year after year after like all year, all year, all year, and then expect their bodies to hold up. That's just this isn't a sport where you can afford to do that. So,
0: I mean, you see it at the youth level, but that's fair. Yeah, kids are also made of rubber bands (laughs) Eh, most of them are um but like you know it's easier at a younger level because inherently like you're not having to pay that person to play it yeah you know it's the means of you signed on to play a club season and your parents are just driving you around all summer to go play showcases or play tournaments to to get you to the next step i feel like with nhlers like especially if it's just an all nhler kind of thing like they're already at the top like unless they're a guy that's really fighting for a spot to prove something like yeah do you see guys like the Trevor egresses of the world go out there and play a summer league no he wants you know he wants to go hang out with his friends in the summer and not have to think about the rink (laughs) yeah exactly so in theory like, <laughs> we didn't really answer we didn't really answer it but it's kind of um, hard because there's like um there's not like a really there's not a definite like yes this would be beneficial it's kind of what like, i think keeping us from saying like oh yeah like that totally makes sense because you have those guys that eat sleep and breathe hockey but you have other guys that need that disconnect of like okay the season ends i can go back home because a mm-hmm. lot of these guys aren't americans yeah or you know if you're a canadian or if you're an american or another player playing in canada like if you're not from country like you know what's what's keeping you there in the offseason yeah. If you're not getting paid, yeah, exactly. Like, you I have agree. to really, really be in love with it to want to stay and play all year round,
2: yeah. And we already got like for like, um, you know, draft picks and like junior players to do something like that. We already got like the world juniors, um, they play, they can play in the men's worlds, some of them do, and that's during the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, so I don't know, I think there's enough, maybe i'm totally fine with what 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 there is right now with the three on three leagues during the summer and all the other tournaments maybe what we need is better coverage of those other games
0: yeah or Um, or more dedicated coverage because when you get to catch the canada u.s game at the end of the tournament when there's been like two weeks of play prior it's kind of hard to (laughs) Be really enthralled in it because it's like okay, this was maybe the expected outcome of this tournament to be these two teams playing against each other, but like okay, I looked at the bracket and saw the U.S. got to play Croatia, (laughs) Japan, and you know the Republic of Congo all (laughs) in this bracket, and of course they're playing Canada. Like yeah, if we got more dedicated coverage for, and I think this kind of goes back to his question. about the world cup of hockey Mm -hmm. like if we got those every so often maybe that's a better alternative yeah which they're working towards and hopefully they figure that out because that would be amazing to have it every four years But i feel like having events like that the olympics spangler cup even yeah those tend to not be very high stakes at all but there's still guys that go and represent every year to play in it
2: yeah because kind of like how the nhl got um You know, a deal with ESPN and everything. I kind of wish the Double IHF could get the same deal in a way, because then they could they could hold these tournaments and have them on ESPN, even if it's not on the big channel on cable. You can get it on the app. You know what I mean? Um, that would be nice because even the the men's worlds, the World Juniors, uh, the women's worlds, it's all like on NHL Network. I don't have NHL Network. I can't watch and it's just kind of lame. Like, I just, I hope we can kind of get rid of that NHL network type of thing soon and have it easier to access. And yeah, it would just be nice to, you know, be able to watch those tournaments on a year to year basis and not have to worry about, Oh man, is it on this channel that literally 12 people have? Yeah. You know? And so hopefully they fix that soon. And speaking of the, double ihf though i see that puerto rico is now a member
0: just cool hey we're getting yeah. more countries to play that's the, awesome um, the game growing is a good thing yeah they have one indoor show. rink um yeah i saw
2: that i saw that happen yesterday that's so cool um their jerseys sorry lou sweaters are very cool i like them they're they're uh, the road ones are like baby blue and they look really nice
0: if you haven't seen them check hey, them nope. out no rules, he's not on the episode. <laughs> well, we love you, Lou. We miss you.
1: Exciting times well, in Duckland.
0: <laughs> that's going to be the, the outro to next week's episode. I hope you guys know. I'm so down. Like I, I'm going to save it, it to my it. computer tomorrow. So yeah, I want it to be the in. outro every
2: single week because it's perfect. <laughs> uh, exciting times in Duckland. I think everything's
0: been set and then boom, it's over. <laughs> It's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Uh well, keeping things in duckland, we'll start with our <laughs> listener questions of the week. Uh Twinkie Boy asks us the million dollar question.
1: Does Dallas eakins make it past the final year? And is he given a new contract?
0: Oh. Chris is frozen again. The Chris Twinkie East. Oh.
2: Oh crap. I'm probably gonna go out soon. Um I was gonna say I was gonna say that I think uh Akins makes it the whole year. I don't think he's extended unless something crazy happens. Like I don't know, he coaches the team to like a Western conference final with yep, some craziness, I but I don't, I don't I don't see him sticking sticking around. I think uh Verbeek wants to get a little taste this year and see what he's dealing with and then uh go from there and if everything kind of stays the same with his coaching decisions and all that i can see verbi wanting to bring in his
1: own guy yep yeah i agree i'm of the same i'm of the same thinking i think he makes it the whole year but i don't think he is brought back next year so, same brain yep moving on if,
0: if he isn't brought back as a coach i definitely want him to stay with the team in some sort of like yeah. Developmental thing because yeah, be he cool. does have the best interest of the players in mind. He but does, yeah. He coaching, seems like such a good dude. Coaching's a little suspect, and <laughs> I mean can't dog him too hard because we kind of knew what to expect. He was great with the goals and you know, it has a transition, but yeah, you know. you know, it could be worse. What do we know? We're just some dudes in chairs. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get very real with this next one, Chris. I don't know if you you read Jenny's question. Crap. I don't know if I did. She asked, hypothetically, if the Ducks ended up having to be dissolved or moved, what would you do? Would you stop watching hockey? Would you find a new team? Would you follow the new team? She goes, as a Coyotes fan, I feel like this is something that's always in the back of my mind.
1: (laughs) If they were moved, I would just follow the new team
2: yeah i like the players too much
1: it's the same guys yeah you know
2: i would follow them if they moved for sure yeah now if they like dissolved and just like nhl's like hey we want to go to 30 teams we're just going to get rid of two random ones and the ducks just happen to be one of them
1: yeah i don't know what i do uh i I don't
2: i I don't think i could go all in with the (laughs) sabers
1: Um, maybe I'd, I, I'd try to pick another like team on the West Coast. Maybe I'd be like a Seattle fan or something. I was thinking so, Seattle. Like, yeah. yeah, you know. So maybe if that happened,
2: if that ever happens, I guess the late arrivals will change the color of the logo to Kraken.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're now the
1: Seattle Kraken podcast.
0: <laughs> We'd have to yeah. change our name too because no, it they, still wise. They still sell out. Well, they sell out all their games. Yeah, but if they get there on time? Yeah, but the whole thing is the seats are empty at Are Honda the seats Center. empty at Puck
2: Drop in Seattle? I think there might be a few.
1: Okay, I think we're getting way too
2: far. <laughs> there only needs to be
0: there only needs to be four empty seats at Puck Drop because there's four of us. That's fair. That's fair. I I doesn't say I'm kind of in the same boat. I really don't know like the headspace for this kind of question because like I'd be sad if either of those things happened yeah probably, probably take feel- a
1: year off of like supporting a team i'd probably just watch hockey and then i'd probably i'd probably take the next season to figure out like who i am gravitating towards yeah you know
2: that makes sense and i know she uh i know jenny probably wants me to say coyotes here but maybe I think you do know
1: i like, do the kraken or i've always i've always kind of like the wild
2: oh yeah. yeah
0: you know you're a you you have a hat and stuff you're like official <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I almost feel like uh, it definitely would take a while to want to follow the team when they moved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think outright being dissolved might be like the last reason to still watch hockey at that point. It'd mm-hmm. just be like, eh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't want to watch this sport anymore. <laughs> I I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and our uh our last one tonight we got to end on some sort of food related question of course course. but uh cecilia asked us is bubble tea soup no no
1: i do like bubble tea like i do i do like boba boba sucks i don't drink drink it all the time but if someone's like hey want to go get boba my answer will be yes but no it it is not a soup i hope Cecilia, I hope you are enjoying your time in California too. It's I think, tea. Because I tell think you all cal- about it. I think you're in California right now. She is, 40, yeah. So oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, she is. Dude, Please. she got a she got a stick signed by Jamie. That's Driscoll right, she did. Night. Yeah, I think it's amazing. Jamie gave her a stick. Yeah. yeah, we
0: got we got that guy to delete his Twitter account today too. You know, <laughs> cyberbullying works.
1: Shout out Dry's yeah. <laughs> Dizzy. The jizzard. Jizzard dries to sea. Oh my god. I don't think we're allowed to say that on the air. It killed it killed Chris's
0: internet. He said it.
1: Oh, did he die? He said
0: the forbidden words. Oh
1: my <laughs> god. Don't say Jizzard dries see backwards. You summoned Cthulhu. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, while Chris blips in and out of reality, we uh will wrap it up this week. Um it is past Ten o'clock here, so that means that uh, the new Slipknot album's out.
1: Oh, it is. I'm getting up. I'm gonna. I'm literally gonna the second we end the stream. I'm gonna go to bed and take a melatonin because I have to get up early. But I'm working (laughs) out super early in the morning, so that will be uh, that will be on on my workout playlist tomorrow. So we'll see. Let's check it out.
0: Here's to hoping it's not bad.
1: Oh my god, we'll see. I have no idea.
0: (laughs) I don't know when when the first uh when the first thing that I read is headlines slipknot guitarist says not feeling album
1: um (laughs)
0: that uh that tells me we're in for a doozy
1: but you know i like the first couple songs that they released but we'll see
0: man they seem to pull the rabbit out of the hat every now and again so
1: yeah we'll figure it out
0: gives me time to really contemplate if i want to go to the road show next week just to see custer but you know that's fair, yeah. Hey, got to hey. make decisions in life sometimes. You only live once.
1: It is what it is, you know? It ease what it ease. All right, well, should we get out of here?
0: We shall. We've been here right. long enough. Uh, once again, you know, follow us over at the Hockey Focus. Uh, Chris should be having some stuff out this weekend. Uh, now that we're getting some cuts, some guys getting sent back, uh, some guys still hanging around the team oh chris is back there he goes <laughs> chris
1: is coming back to say goodbye.
0: <laughs> christopher can you hear us chris, we're <laughs> doing the we're doing the outro chris
1: you're joining during the outro
0: yeah i i had you guys on my ipad going oh. so i could hear <laughs> okay, you good. all right okay well like we we're saying uh give the socials a follow late arrivals pod pretty much everywhere um maybe this is the week that i finally put the twitch vods on youtube uh hopefully they're still cached on twitch maybe yeah maybe we maybe maybe that's something that's done maybe i'm feeling spontaneous and uh feel like uploading some some youtube videos and hope that we haven't played anything copyright yeah and let's hope right i just just not get banned the first upload
2: I just love how um, right before I got blipped out, my last words were jizzard <laughs> drys-dussy. Hey, you said the forbidden words. I guess
0: so, man. Like literally right after I said it, I was gone. I'm like, all right. Just don't say Penn Island next. Then you might really disappear.
1: <laughs> that casts a forbidden spell.
0: <laughs> well, we should i'll leave you guys until next week uh we'll probably be back on our normal schedule recording tuesday this was a uh odd week with uh some conflicts some some things we were all doing yeah like keeping you guys on your toes
1: (laughs) yeah sorry about that
0: (laughs) well that is it from us this week we uh we'll see you next week see you next
1: week thanks for listening bye